0: How you doing this morning? Come on. This is the caffeinated crowd. Let's give Jesus a big hand. Come on. Put your hands together. Come on, you're allowed. Come on. Some of y'all you like, you're scaring me. You're too religious. Come on. So, so cool to be with you today. Uh, we're going to continue uh, in a series that you've been in, The Way, The Truth, and The Life, found in John 14, verse 6. We've been covering the way, the truth, the in the life, and um, without the way, there is no going. Without the truth, there is no knowing. Without the life, there is no living. You know, there's a lot of people alive, but they don't have life. You know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of people that are alive, but they don't have life inside of them. And I'm just so excited that I'm in a place that has life today. And, uh, you know, there's um, there's that saying, like, you know, life is good. How many of y'all like the t-shirts, life is good? Like, I love those T-shirts, like whether you're camping or hiking or surfing or whatever it is. How many of y'all would like to get a tattoo, life is good? How many of y'all know that a, a tattoo, life is good, would do, you, would do you good? Come on, how many of y'all know that right now? It would, it would do you good to look at that. You know, I just really enjoy when people say, how are you doing? I say, I always like this I answer, I always say, excellent. And it catches people by surprise, like, oh, I, oh, excellent. What, what I, I, I don't even know, they don't even know what to respond when you say excellent. I just enjoy that, and, and I, I enjoy that, and like, listen, when we say, how you doing, I think the right saying, if you really understand the life of Jesus, is really to be able to say that, that, listen, I'm doing better than I deserve. How many of you are doing better than you deserve today? Come on, that catches people. It's like, oh, you are? Come on. Come on, life is good, better than I deserve. So when I say, how you doing, you're going you're gonna to shout out, better than I deserve, okay? How you How you doing? No, I said, how are you doing? Oh, see, that'll change, that'll change your workplace into that dismal place into a bright and shining place. No, I'm saying it'll change your house. It'll change the atmosphere in your home. Even if you're alone, you should look in the mirror and say, how are you doing? And you should respond back, I'm doing better than I deserve. That's how you should say Say, life is good. Come on. Come on, see, see, we we look at Jesus sometimes as so restrictive, so controlling. It's like, no, I'm experiencing my best life now. I really am. I'm experiencing my best life now. I have life inside of me. Life is excellent. Life is good. I'm better than I deserve. Do you know what I would do if I wasn't saved? I would get saved. That's what I would do. Right there. I would get, how many of y'all, if you weren't saved, you would get saved? Come on, I'm serious. It's a really good deal. I mean, Jesus gets all my stuff and we get him. Come on, see, but we don't have this, we don't have this mindset of of, of who God really is when it comes to life, in life abundantly. So how do we experience this life? How do we experience life abundant even if you, even if you don't drink coffee? Come on, like, yeah. See, see, it doesn't have to do with my, my, my caffeination. It has to do with Jesus Christ inside of me. Y'all with me? See, it's not a personality, it's a person, and his name is Jesus. Come on, see, th- that's what life is about. That's what we should contain. That's what we should possess. But unfortunately, the world looks at us as Christians and says, that's controlling, that's restrictive. How, how on earth do you do that? See, in, a, in, in, in this world that we live, we need to realize God has not called us as Christians to maintain, cope, and get by. Nowhere in this book does it say, cope, maintain, and get by. It says that I can have life and life abundantly found in Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. So how can we experience this life that God has? We're going to look at a couple different scriptures this morning. Going to look at three. Then I'm going to tell you what you get when you get this life in Jesus. And then I'm going to tell you how you can get some more of the life of Jesus. Who's with me this morning? Y'all ready? Come on, hopefully you're ready to take notes or take pictures of these these verses. You're going to want these because these are life changers. These are game changers in in your world. Amen? It's so cool to be with you. I haven't been here in a while, but I carry you in my heart all the time. Uh, I I, I enjoy being one church in four locations. I'm excited about that. A year ago, we were like one church in like 700 locations because everybody was watching at home. And uh, we have a few less campuses than we do a year ago. Um, now we're just in four and then online. But, but we're, we're, we're doing it. And, and, and I believe that God has put us here for a purpose. How many of y'all believe that your life has a purpose? But life can get heavy at times, am I right? Life can get wearisome at times. My wife looked at me. It wasn't last week, the week before. She looked at me and she said, she says, you cannot put one more thing on your plate. You have too much on your plate. And I'm going to tell you what I was thinking. I was thinking, I just need to get me a bigger plate. <laughs> I thought, man, if I could just get a bigger plate, I get a serving dish, and then I'd be fine. Because uh, I just need a bigger plate, and I can put more things on it. How many of you are with me right there? It's just, I just need a bigger plate. Okay, well, here we go. The way, the truth, and the life. 1 John 5, eleven. First 1 John 5, 11. Here it is. And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal, eternal And this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have God's son does not have life. This is really simple, isn't it? I mean, the Bible is very, very simple, very clear. If you have the son, you have life. No son, no life. I mean, it's that way. It's like that with the natural sunlight, right? there's no sunlight, you don't have life. I know in Pittsburgh, we're just praying for some life. Come on, we're praying for some sun. Yeah, yeah, but no sun, no life. But what we get in this eternal life is we get a foundation we can live our lives. We get forgiveness. Come on, isn't? aren't you happy about forgiveness? But it doesn't stop there. You get freedom. How many of you are thankful for freedom? And not just freedom, you get for every, for every eternal life. Now, how many of you are excited for, about at least one of those four? At least one. Pick one. You know, just pick one to be excited about. I'm excited about all four because I think it's a pretty, pretty good deal but unfortunately we have a propensity to pessimism have you ever noticed it I mean it's, it's a prevailing spirit in our in Pittsburgh people always want oh then life will never work out your boss is out to get you the government's out to get you the man whoever the man is they're out to get you I mean it's like whoever this is that is everybody's out to get you right and it's easy to feel like and man I can tell you I feel like this sometimes like I don't have enough money I don't have enough talent. I don't have enough time. I just don't have enough. How many of you have ever been plagued with that? I just don't have enough. I don't have enough. I'll never be accepted. I'll never get this. I'll never get that. And and I just want to tell you that it's not true. You don't have to live with that spirit on you any longer. You don't have to live with a not enough spirit when you have Jesus Christ, the creator and savior of the world living inside of you. Come on, that, that, that should excite you. No, I'm serious because something about that, like when you got that inside of you, there's something different about you. You're, you're, see, see, and parents, parents, listen to me. Stop trying to train your children and tell them that they're special. Don't tell them they're special. Kids, you're not special. You're different. You're different. You got life inside of you. You got the spirit of life you got the spirit of Jesus Christ in you. And when I got the son, I got life. No son, no life. And it's not just eternal life. I can have life right here. Let's go to John 17, verse 3. Red letters. Jesus' words. He's praying. He's praying a prayer. Really cool prayer. And right in the middle of it, he says, this is the way to have eternal life. This is the way to have eternal life. How many of you are excited about eternal life? Come, on, we live in a world that's so fixated on this life right now. We—I'm serious—we live in a world that's fixated in this life here on earth. I think we should get fixated on eternal life, because it'll change our life now. And but this is how you can know you have et- eternal life. You to know you, the only true God in Jesus, the one you sent to Earth. He's created me to know the creator of the universe, to experience him. And and the word really is an intimacy with with Jesus. That's what he's created me for. And it goes beyond the racing thoughts. It goes beyond my mind. It goes beyond the, the negativity. And it goes beyond the I don't have enough. And it goes beyond the worry. And it goes beyond the pain. Come on, am I speaking to the right people today? But he's created me to have eternal life. But I, I want to have eternal life right now. I'm not waiting to heaven to get close to God. I'm starting now. No, see, I, I, listen, I'm not going to wait to heaven. I, I want to I I now. At Bridge City Church, we're, we're, we're a church that has life inside of it. That has Jesus inside of it. Are you with me? Not someday I'm going to get there. It's like, no, when you get Jesus, you get life. This is really what life is, and so we need to understand what kind of life this is. And the Greek word for life here in this text is is zoe, or zoe, as some some people pronounce it. So I want you to catch this. I want you to catch this life. This is really what it means. It means absolute fullness of life. Life real, genuine, a life active and vigorous life devoted to God and blessed. It's wholeness and fullness. My life has a wholeness and fullness to it. Not because my circumstances are good, but because my God is good. My God is good. And to say God is good is to say life is good because I have my life in God and he has his life in me. Are you with me? It's life as God intended and created me to be. It's a present life of grace and a future life of glory. I got the the grace of God in me. I am empowered by the Most High God. I am empowered to live beyond my circumstances. It's not just the duration of life. It's a quality of life. And we use this term all the time and Unfortunately, in nursing homes or somebody's really sick in the hospital, they, do they have a quality of life? I have a quality of life right now. Not only because I'm breathing and I have my health physically, I have a quality of life because I have spiritual life inside of me. Jesus is the only way to have this life. It's the, it's the only way. See, that's what, this, that's what this series is all about. That's why this series, to understand Jesus and understand he's the only way. He is the truth. He is the life. This is a a game changer, but we get get kinds of life confused. There's two other Greek words used for life. One of them is bios. It's where we get the word biology. And it's a physical life. It's used 10 times in in the New Testament. It's the duration of my physical life here. The next one is suke. it's where we get the word psychology. It's used 104 times in the Bible, in the New Testament, excuse me. It's a psychological, it's where your will, your emotions are. Uh, It's your mind. You know, how many of y'all know that the the majority of the problems we have in our our life are are really, they're right here in our mind? Are you with me? I mean, really, the majority of the problems I have in life are really not what's happening outside. It's what's happening in my mind. And if I could just get this mind to line up with the Word of God, I think we'd be all right. Come on, how many of you feel the struggle that I feel? Come on, that's what I'm trying to do every day. I look in the mirror. I say, okay, you're going to line up with the Word of God today. Because I'm, I'm just like you. My, my physical world wants to dictate to my mind how I should think, and then wants to dictate to my spirit that you're not good enough. But when you get born again and you get spirit, the Spirit of God inside of you, we get zoe, which is we used 135 times in the New Testament. So how, so I want you to catch this. We get, we're fixated on our physical duration of life, and then we get fixated on our mind. But 135 times, God is trying to get our attention that what He created us for was spiritual life, the divine life with God. He created us to experience life the way he created and designed me to live. See, so when you, before you meet Jesus, your physical world dictates to your mind and your spirit is dead. When you meet Jesus, your spirit comes alive and it begins to dictate to your mind, which helps you perceive the outside world. From the second chapter in the Bible, Genesis chapter 2, there's what we see as the tree of life. It's in Hebrew. I got that. But all through the Bible, from there all the way to the last chapter in the Bible, Revelation chapter 22 speaks of the tree of life. From the beginning to the end, God's design for you is that you would experience zoe spiritual life. The way he designed and created you to live. That is his best. Do you know that God has good thoughts towards you? No, I'm serious. Most of us picture God as that policeman hiding at the end of your street so nobody can see him just waiting to get you. God's just waiting to get My God's not waiting to get me. My God is waiting to find me doing something right so he can say, blessed, well done, good and faithful servant. Come on, somebody. See, that's my God. That's what he's looking for. From the beginning through the end, that's what he's looking for. Come on, whoever believes in him shall have life. Life. I mean, I'm, listen, I'm excited about this life. Let's look at one more, uh, two verses here. In John chapter 10. John chapter 10, red letters, Jesus' words. What did he say? He said, okay, I am the gate. Jesus is the door. He's the only door. He's the only way to find eternal life. He's the only way that we can have life here on earth. Are you with me now? Come on, this should give us confidence that we can point to Jesus and we could invite as many people as possible that we want to come to church to experience this. No, I'm serious. But we don't really believe it's life to some people. No, I'm serious. We don't believe it. That Jesus said, listen, those who come in through me shall be saved. What do we get saved of? I get saved from eternal damnation. Oh, I'm doing better than I deserve. How are you doing? Come, How are you doing? See, I told you it's going to get good. See, because I've entered through the door, through the gate, and I'm saved from eternal damnation, but I'm even saved from myself right now. And what else do we get saved from? They will come and go freely and find good pasture. That means God has blessings for me. I I have a free life. I'm freedom in Christ. The thief's purpose, this is the devil's mission statement, by the way. Do you know the devil has a mission statement? Wants to steal, kill, and destroy. Do you know the devil hates everything about you? But really, he hates everything about you that is made into the image of Christ. Everything that gets made into the image of Christ, the devil wants to take out. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, no, my purpose, okay, that's the devil's purpose statement. I'm going to give you mine. I came to give them a rich and satisfying life. Abundant. Check this word for abundant. It is so cool. All around excess. Uh Uh-huh. Come on. It's like going to Disney World and you got a year-round pass. You go to the front of the line all the time. Come on. A couple of you are saying, I didn't know that existed. No, I'm just telling you, that's what kind of love my God wants to give me. More than abundant. Beyond what is anticipated. It's going past the expected limit. That is what kind of life God wants to give me. Now listen, it's not so I can be self-consumed, it's so that I can be God-consumed. I don't want to be self-consumed. I want to be God-consumed because he has given me so much more than I deserve. Come on, how are you doing? See, I told you. Come on, listen, and I don't go to the front of the line all the time. See, the excess and abundance of God's life isn't for me, it's for him. It's that my perception, so I stand in line, but I can have joy while I stand in line. And God knows for me to say that, that's a move of God. Because I'll drive 20 miles out of the way just to keep moving. I don't want to wait in line, but you know what? But God has given me an excess. He's given me an abundance. He's given me everything I need and more. I'm about ready to put my preach on. Come on, somebody. Come on, but but we don't live like this. We live with kind of like the, like, like, like a lack. See, people tell me still today, they'll they'll say, Pastor, I go, you know, they'll, they'll just be talking or saying, well, I went out last night, I went drinking, and boy, I'm having the time of my life. When people go out drinking, having the time of their life, and they can't remember what happened, and they say that they're living. Really? Really, that's living? Because, because y'all, y'all don't look real good the next day. Because my God, listen, my God leaves me Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday a lot better than he found me on Sunday. Come on. Not worse. Are you right? Are you with me? See, this isn't just a Sunday type of thing. This is a Monday through Saturday type thing. No, I'm serious. But people numb their pain through drugs and alcohol. They're numbing their pain and they're looking for life but unable to find it. They're looking to sex. They're looking for movies. They're looking for another Netflix to, to binge on. Come on, they're looking for all these things. They're looking to, for that next meal. Come on, how many times have we said, if I only could get a spouse, if I could only have a boyfriend or girlfriend, then life would be good. If I could only have more money, if I could only get that job, if I could only get that house, if I could only get children who obey, if I could only get this, if I could only get that, come on come on, somebody. Come on, Jesus is that answer. I, I can have life through my mess. I still hear people all the time say, saying, oh, I had a really bad day. I just need, I need a drink. I need a glass of wine. I even hear Christians all the time saying, I just need a glass of wine. If I could just have a glass of wine. I don't hear many Christians ever tell me, oh, you know, I had a really bad day. I need connection. No, listen, I, see, I don't understand why so many Christians don't say, wait a minute, was it, I had a bad day. I need, I, need, I need a worship song. I need a worship song. I got to put some worship on, and I got to change the atmosphere of my house. I don't hear many Christians say, I had a bad day. I need to sit down, and I need, I need a verse. I need something I can cling to. I need to get to group tonight. I can't wait. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm tired of waiting until Wednesday night to get to connection group. I'm going to find me another group. I'm going to get one every night of the week. <gasps> every night of the week. I need a life. See, we're tar- we as Christians turn to the wrong things. I can't wait for vacation. I can't wait to go away. I can't wait for this. I can't wait for summer. I can't wait for the rays. Come on, are you with me now? We're looking to everything else to try to fulfill us rather than the life that Jesus Christ has given us. So what kind of life does Jesus offer? What kind of life? No, see, I want us to get in love with this. Do you know, what, you know why? Because I'm convinced if we would really see the kind of life and experience this life, We would have no trouble filling up this place one time, two times, three times, four times, five times on a Sunday. I got to go to church. If I don't get there early, I'll miss the huddle. Now I got to serve. And then they want me to go to group. Group, group. Come on, there's life, and life abundant. You know, somebody um, just—we were meeting with a a, a couple two weeks ago. They uh, were—they were getting ready to dedicate their first child, and they said, "They said they're so sad on Sundays because they have to wait a week to come back." When's the last time you said that? When's was the last time in your heart you said, oh my goodness, I'm so sad, I've got to wait seven days? No, seriously. No, I want you, I want you to think about that. When's the last time you said, oh man, can't wait for Tuesday night or Monday night or Tuesday afternoon, whenever your group is, I can't wait to get there just because, oh, there's life there. And I have two people at work. Oh, if they could only experience the life of Jesus Christ. Because we don't think that way. We're not thinking that way, and we're not, the the whole life, the excess, the abundance of Jesus Christ. So what kind of life does Jesus offer me? He offers me victory over sin. Come on, aren't you excited about that? Aren't you excited? See, Jesus didn't come to help you to go from bad to good or good to gooder. He came because you were dead, and he came to give you life. You were dead, dead. And he gave you life. See, some people, I think the problem is is they just they, they didn't really think they were dead. They just thought they were like kinda dead. No, you were spiritually dead. There was no hope for you. Come on, somebody. Trust me, some of you forget what you were like before you got saved. You yeah, you yeah, you better remember. That's right. Because I'm gonna remind you, I'm gonna get pictures and show you. No, I'm serious. So there's victory over my past, and I get freedom to live in my God-given future. No, he gives me freedom. I'm free. He who the Son sets free is free indeed. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of me. He didn't just give me a personality. He gave me a spiritual life. Are you? Come on. Come on. I'm telling you, you're going to get excited before you leave here. Or you're staying for two, I'm just telling you right now. I'll, you're not leaving here until you get this. Come on, you, some of you are saying, well, I got to, I got to leave. Oh, you're not leaving until you get this. Come on, I got joy beyond my circumstances. This, to me, this joy beyond circumstances and peace in the midst of the storms are real signs that we're living the life that God gave, gave us. Because I'm not just happy on, see, everybody's happy on payday. Have you ever noticed that? Payday, everybody's happy. Let's order out. Come on, do you work? Let's order out. We got to order food. Everybody's happy. See, when payday's on Friday and you're happy on Monday and Tuesday, now you're talking. Right? Because everybody's like, what, what do you want? Oh, I'm on Jesus. And Jesus all over me. Come on. See, that's what it is. I get peace in the midst of storms. I don't have a perfect life. I don't. But I got Jesus who's helping me through. I have a purpose in the midst of a chaotic world. And on top of that, get this, get this. I have the assurance of eternal life. The assurance. I'm not earning it, I'm not hoping that the scales are in my favor. I got eternal life inside of me. Come on. This is what we get. This is the exciting part. You know, I'm, I'm, I've been thinking back when I was preparing this message a couple years ago. Uh, my back, I had severe problems in my back. I had many problems. I could only get around with a walker. I mean, I was, I couldn't get around. I, I was on a lot of uh, pain medication. I was on so many things and, and I couldn't even lift my hands. I mean, it was everything I could do. And I went up front and and they prayed for me, and I was believing God for healing. I mean, I was believing God was gonna run out of that place. I thought, man, I'm gonna gonna throw my walker down, I'm gonna run right out. And and God began to do something, healed me, and I was able to lift my hands. For the first time, and I think it was four months, it was like in April, I started having problems in change, and I was just able to worship God for the first time with my hands up. I'm gonna tell you, it was the most wonderful thing in the planet. I didn't run out of that place that day, but my hands were up worshiping God. And I came to a serious revelation. I came to the revelation that, God, if you never heal me, if you never do anything inside of me, if you never heal my back and I never run, I'm going to tell you this, as long as I can worship you and I can praise you, that's more than enough. And I can tell you that was a peace that came on my soul. That was a peace, and my mind began to get right with God. My, my spirit began to change, and I began to line up with the Word of God because my physical body was not going to tell my mind how to think and tell my spirit to shut up. No, my spirit was alive and telling my mind, this is how you're going to think, and my body just took a while to catch up. See, I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know what trials, but I guarantee you, if I if I said, who here has been having trouble thinking good thoughts lately, who here has been tormented in your mind, I'm willing to bet right now that probably nine out of ten people in this room right now have had struggles in your mind in some way, shape, or form over the past couple weeks. You're not the only one. I'd be the first one. I'd be the first one to tell you, I've got crazy thoughts, crazy things in my mind, crazy things that are just going nuts. For a long time, I just couldn't sleep. Worry was plaguing my life. I was just thinking too much. And um, it was after church one day, we were having a leadership meeting. And um, and I, I just, I, I dared to confess to two young men that one is uh, early 20s, one in their teens. I just said, you know, I'm having trouble. My mind's racing. I just, I got all this anxiety. I got fear on me. And they, and they prayed for me. They just prayed a simple prayer. They just prayed a simple prayer for me. And I'm just going to tell you, I've been sleeping good. Come on, I've been sleeping good. I've been sleeping good. Now, every now and then, I get up in the middle of the night, and I start, I start thinking, and I say, okay, body, you've had enough minds. You've been, you've been racing. You're going to stop it now in Jesus' name. And every now and then, I've got to remind myself who I am in Christ. Why? Because this is what kind of life God's created me for. It's not Listen, it's not because of my circumstances. It's going through my circumstances. I have life, and I have life abundantly, way beyond how I really am. Come on, how are you doing today? Come on, you're going to get it. How are you doing? That's right, because life is not determined by length of years but by depth of dedication to God. You gotta get this. The length of years will not determine my life. The depth of dedication to God will be determined in my life. So I'm gonna give you three things to help you get, get life in you. How many of y'all convinced you need some more life in, in your life? You need more life in your life in your life? Come on, you with me? Okay, here you go. I'm just gonna give these to you. Well, number one, you gotta know your assignment. No, you gotta know your assignment you got to know your assignment. My life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assignment. Do you know you have an assignment from God? You have an assignment from heaven. Well, I'm not the apostle. I'm not an apostle. I'm not a pastor. I'm not evangelist. No, no, no. I said you have an assignment from heaven. If you're a butcher, a baker, or a candlestick maker, you'd be the best one you can be for Jesus. Do you know that preaching is not my assignment? It's just something—it's something I do to, to fulfill the assignment. Do you know that? Well, Pastor, you get to preach. I—I I bet you it, preaching is the best thing you do. It's not the best thing I do. As a matter of fact, there's a lot better preachers than me. Thanks for not saying Amen. No, I'm. Um, thank you. You, you. That was your chance. You could say, mm-hmm. "Oh man, I've heard a lot of them too." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. But but when I'm fulfilling my assignment, loving my wife and laying down my life for her, that's my assignment. Being the best dad I can to my kids, that's my assignment. Serving God in my job, in the work that I do, I don't want to do it for lip service or eye service. I want to do it as I submit to God in heaven. And when I preach, I want to have excellence. But I'm a, I want to lead people to experience God. I have an assignment on my life. All of those are my assignment. There's a quote from Chariots of Fire. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an old movie. Some of you didn't watch it. You need to go and watch it. It would do you good to watch an old movie like that. Missionary parents, run, a man running, running for God. he. He was a runner, and he said, when I run, I feel his pleasure. I feel God's pleasure. When's the last time you felt God's pleasure? When's the last time you sensed God's pleasure on your life? I want you to think about that. When I'm just doing what God's created me to do, consensus pleasure. See yourself in the assignment of God. You walk and you sow to the Spirit, number two. So first is your work and now your walk. Galatians 6, 8. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death and sin. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life. Sow to the Spirit. Put yourself in a good place. Put yourself in the place God wants you to be. Put yourself in that connection group. Get there. Come on, put yourself in a place God will. Sow to the Spirit and you'll reap in the Spirit. Come on, a bag of chips, a pizza, and Netflix are not going to refresh you. How many of you have been there, done that? Come on, get free. Shame the devil. Tell the truth, shame the devil right now. Come on, you sow to the Spirit. And the last one I want to tell you is your will. Do not be conformed to to the image of this world. When I'm living God's will, I'm experiencing life. How many of you would like to know God's will for your life? I'm gonna help you. You're gonna know God's will right now. I'm gonna help you with God's will. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. That's God's will for your life. So whatever you see the world doing, do the opposite and you're gonna have a lot more life. I'm serious. There it is. The next is, let God transform you into the person he's created you to be change the way you think. Change the way you think. Actually, the verse before says, offer your body, your physical body, to God. My body belongs to God. you with me? And God's going to, every time you're transformed to think like God, you're experiencing, that's where life is. So the life of Jesus is. He transforms us. He renews us then you will know what God's perfect and good and acceptable will is. So every time you offer your body to God, he changes the way you think and you're not copying the behavior of the world, you're living God's will and there's life. Am I right or wrong? There's life. There's life in the midst of not going with the crowd. There's life in the midst of what other people say, oh, do you have to do that? No, I don't have to. I get to. I get to experience this. All men die, but few truly live. Are you going to be one of the ones that truly live? Jesus, the way, the truth, the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through Jesus. Do you realize what we possess? Do you realize what we get to do? No, I'm serious. I, how many of y'all are just getting a little bit of like an adjustment in your in your in your vision today? You getting a little adjustment today? You getting like a little bit like, wait a minute, I'm really not doing better than I deserve? Yeah, you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does this mean you get whatever you want? No. Because most of the time, all I want is stuff that feeds my flesh and feeds my sinful nature and wants me to do everything I can but depend on God. Are you with me? And most people are trying to pray away faith in God. Most people, God gives us circumstances, and he gives us chaos, and he gives us storms so that we can experience him, and we're praying those away when they're the very things that God wants to give us so that we can have life. That'll change your thought process. they will change you. We make a living by what we earn, but we make a life by what we give. We need to get out of making, trying to earn a living, and let's make a life. That's, again, what this whole series is all about. This is a very exclusive thing. Not everybody gets it. But I'm living my best life now. I have victory over sin. God has my God-given future. I have peace in the midst of storms. I have joy beyond my circumstance. Come on now. I got the assurance of eternal life. Is anybody excited about those things like me? So, I'm gonna give you a couple things to do today to help you experience life. And see see if you don't have more life. I want you to take an opportunity to give more than you've ever given before. No, I'm serious. Just give. Giving's fun. Giving's a blast. I mean, I I I'm hoping for more stimulus checks so I have more to give. listen, I want to give. I want to be a giver. Do you know that there's, there is such a thing as a giving high? Some people say that there's a runner, runner's high. I've never had a runner's high. guess I've never run far enough. See, but I'm going to give not out of my lack. I'm going to give out of I'm doing better than I deserve. I'm going to give. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to serve someone this week that they have, they'll, they're never going to pay you back. I want you to find somebody, find some way you can serve somebody in, 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 that they're not going to pay you back. I'm not saying go to lunch with your friend and pick up the check. You know the next time you go out, they're going to pick up the check. And so you, you'll go to a nicer restaurant, right? I was with somebody this week. I said, they said, I would have picked up a check. I said, no, I want to bless you. Yeah, don't, don't rob that. And they says, "Well, I got the next one." I says, "Well, then I get to pick where we go, because I don't want to rob you of a big blessing." The last is for the, especially those of you that are that are married. I want you to do something for your spouse. I want you to go the extra mile, and and not expect anything in return. Then, family, young people, I want you to do something for your parents. Not expect that. Do something like actually clean your room before they ask. Come on, somebody. I have a dream that one day all the boys and girls will clean their own room. Come on, that's not, like, parent, do, just do something. Do something in your own home. Do something for somebody. Give of yourself. Put yourself in a life giving place and watch. What God will do. Will you stand to your feet with me this morning? How are you doing today? Come on, how are you doing today? Better than I deserve. That's right. That'll change your week. That'll change your Monday and your Tuesday and your Wednesday. Oh, yes, it will. How many of you right now are doing way better than you deserve? You couldn't say that an hour ago, but you could say that now. How many of you got a little bit of an adjustment? I just want to read this to you here as I close. Ephesians 2. But God, but God, so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us when he raised Christ from the dead. Do you know that he gave, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead? Not because you, you pleased him, but when Christ was raised from the dead, life became available. It became available to each and every one of us. That by God's grace, you have been saved. It's the only way. I don't know where you're at with, with God today. I don't know where, I don't know your circumstance. I don't know where you are. But I want to offer you a but God moment. Where you can go from dead to alive spiritually. Where Jesus Christ becomes the forgiver of your past and the leader to your future. He's in charge. And you can have life. Not only eternal life, but you can have life here on earth. The life he designed and created for you to have and at bridge city church we are all wrapped up in this kind of life helping one another experience the freedom of this life the freedom of what it means to belong to god our father through the only way jesus christ so i want to ask you a question do you have a day a moment or time When you had your but God moment, when you went from dead to alive, if you don't, I wanna offer you today, April 25th, 2021, could be your day where you go from dead to alive. You say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin, my past. Jesus, lead me to my future. I wanna learn what it means to be a follower of yours. If there's anybody in this room today that you've never done that, but you say, I want that today, and you've never done that before, but you're saying today is my day i want that kind of life i just want you real easy real simple. to slip up your hand i'm gonna pray for you you're not joining the church you're joining yourself to jesus anybody here anybody here today anybody thank you jesus thank you jesus well i'm gonna take it like everybody here had their butt god moment and so this is what we're going to do before I turn it back over to Doug and he wraps us up. Can we pray that next week that there's a lot of people going from dead to alive? Would you Would you pray that with me? Would you invite somebody? Well, I'm going to pray that you're going to invite somebody to come with you next week that needs this life-saving message of Jesus. Can we pray together for that? Heavenly Father, I thank you for Bridge City Church, Brighton Heights. I thank you for this great and awesome people. And I ask you, God, Lord God, that next week here, there's going to be a lot of people that raise their hands and want Jesus, and they want forgiveness of their past and, and freedom to live in their future, God. God, I pray, Father, that at Bridge City Church, Brighton Heights, this is going to be a place where heaven gets bigger and hell gets smaller. And God, I pray for each and every person gathered here today that you're going to give them a somebody they can invite into the life of Jesus Christ. Help us not be bashful. Help us not be, not to hinder that, Lord God, but to experience that holy and fully. In the name of Amen. It's been so good to be with you.